Disbound, a book of poetry, will launch on November 26th at this month's Salon Salvage event in Troy. The author, Hajar Husseini, joins me now. Welcome. Hi, Sina Basilia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so glad to be here. Welcome. And congratulations on your new book. Thank you. Thank you. How would you describe Disbound and the poetry within its pages? Uh, so it's it is a very hard question to ask po- to to ask poets to describe their work <laughs> or any artist or that. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try my best. So I wrote this bound uh, during a time when I was uh, I had recently uh, resettled in US as an international student, and I'm originally from Afghanistan. Um, and so there were a lot of uh, I would say psychological and political uh, encounter between. Uh, me and the country and I, I found solace in the language and so far as trying to shape it in a way that could uh, conform to the feelings that I have had about my relationship to uh, my family back in Afghanistan and my relationship to uh, to this new identity being in in the U.S. as a as a as an immigrant perhaps uh, so so there were a series of poems in which I tried to find my relationship to all of these issues through punctuation marks. I was writing these during the pandemic and I found punctuation marks as as, as almost like an essential worker of the language in the, in the sense that they were not really considered uh, part of the alphabetic order or the part of the alphabet, but yet they they performed such serious work to to distinguish ideas and to separate them so that they, the, the language is comprehensible. Uh, so these punctuation poems are each one poem for each punctuation marks. And then I also wrote a series of poems uh, to found language in, in social media and uh, political commentary in Afghanistan, and uh, as well as uh, news media and uh, videos of people witnessing um, explosions or other atrocities on the streets. So these are languages that uh, I have borrowed from social media and and elsewhere, and uh, in which the poems also change drastically, stylistically, because they are like what could be considered poetry of witness. And then there are also a series of other poems that I wrote about um, relationships and and finding friendship uh, in a new environment that I was... um, in, in, in the U.S. So it's a collection of a series of poems uh, and they're not really uh, placed close to each other. When I, when I was editing the book, they were dispersed throughout the book in order to create a narrative arc uh, of, of the poetry book. So that was a decision that my editor and I made uh, during the, the, the final process of putting the book out there. Persian and English are are very different languages, just visually. And of course, every language has a different vocabulary and a different set of expressions for feelings and thoughts. Do you decide when to write in which language? Do some of your poems exist in both languages? No, I don't write in Persian at all. I used to write when I was younger. And because I, I never like really interrogated the language intellectually because I, I went to college here. My relationship with it was 
impacted negatively in the sense that I couldn't really communicate myself in a very deep way in, in Persian anymore. But I had like glimpses of it in my in in my sense of expression that sometimes appear in my English poems and sometimes they do not. I think the English that was perhaps like encouraged and imposed to a certain extent on Afghan people was the English of diplomacy and foreign policy and English of politics. And uh, a lot of Afghans had to begin learning English in order to find jobs and and so uh, and to be integrated into the new government. And and so it works within that like uh, transition of like acquiring the English language as well as like trying to find yourself within this like very diplomatic mode of expression. And then parts of Persian poetry and my my tradition of learning poetry comes into that in the sense that like sometimes my sentences are uh, far too uh, long or uh, sometimes like the 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 word order changes because of my my uh, my association with another language. So in that sense, Persian comes in and out. You mentioned that you find solace in language. And just thinking about the political relationships between the U.S. and Afghanistan and how language is often one of those things that's taken, as you were saying, English was also necessary for people to learn. Do you find that there's a way uh, that you're like reclaiming the history of, of your relationship with languages, but also the political relationship? That's a great question. Yeah, I, I mean, in so many ways, when I write poems, I try to blur the line between my subjectivity and, and uh, the historical or the national subjectivity of the country of Afghanistan. Like there's always that literal reading of a passage, but then there's also within it, there's like, uh, it could be read politically and historically. And so I do try to find uh, ways in which I could express not only myself, but what, what I see is being lost on, on day-to-day news uh, and day-to-day understanding of Afghan people. So there is definitely that attempt and intervention to 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 perhaps to redeem or to to make me uh, aware that there, there is something that I need to redeem. And so language has always been like the modes in which I, I try to find ways where I can express what is unexpressed or what is not necessarily unexpressed but more like what is uh silenced or not paid attention to uh, those are so, important lessons yeah. and you're currently teaching at skidmore so how do these lessons come into your classroom that is also a great question i try not to i mean in some ways i'm not teaching anything about afghanistan i'm not teaching materials that has directly uh, uh, impacted me, uh, maybe because my 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 di- I'm still not able to distance myself quite a while, and I'm afraid of like being emotionally uh, charged in a in a classroom setting where I have to be more professional. But I do teach other literatures that I think relates to my conditions. Like for instance, I'm teaching a postcolonial class in Skidmore, and I'm focusing on Algeria uh, in its decoloniality conditions, because um, I feel like in many ways, the history of Algeria really 
resembles what is happening right now in Afghanistan. So by by going through uh, the po the most important po this is an undergraduate class, so I can't really dig deep, but perhaps the most canonical writers of Algeria um, and how do they represent these moments in, in literature, these turbulent moments in literature has been like a way for me to talk to my student indirectly about Afghanistan or how I feel. Before we run out of time, I do want to make sure that we talk about the upcoming book launch, which will be taking place at Salon Salvage on Saturday, November 26th. And I believe you will also be doing a reading that night? Yes, I will be doing a reading with uh, MS Red Cherries, who's a poet coming from Brooklyn, and also with uh, Laura Marshall, who is coming from Massachusetts. So there will be great poetry, uh, three readers, and, and also the book launch at 7 p.m., I, I think. We'll have the information linked in the description along with this. And thank you so much, Hajar Husseini for talking with us on Hudson Mohawk Magazine. What would you like readers of your book to come away with? I would like my readers to think that, to read it with open hearts and perhaps be generous. And I, I would like my readers to, to go into the book thinking that how these conditions are both very specific to, to the Afghan people both to Afghan people inside the country and to people in diaspora, but also how it relates to other political and sociological issues that we are we are facing right now in the in the era of like new colonialism and perhaps maybe even like the other ways of like segregating or putting people in in fringe of society and history. And so I guess I would like my reader to know how these two things are part of the same fabric. Reading literature would like help us understand the other people's pain and, and understand that at some level we're all human and we need to be, we need to show empathy to each other and really try to understand. <laughs> 